Church, open your Bibles at Acts chapter 16 and we're going to read from verses 6 to 10. But before we read God's word together, let's just pray and ask God's blessing. Father, we thank you once again for your word and we pray that within this season, that this word this morning would just encourage us to keep carrying on, to keep going on and to realise that you are doing something in the waiting. Lord, we thank you, you do not waste anything in our lives, but you will use it all for your good and for your honour. Lord, I pray a blessing on our church family this morning. I pray the Father God that you will take them and cover them with your wings, that they would know the beat of your heart, the love of your soul towards them. I pray the Father God that they would just be at peace and rest knowing that you have got everything in control in their particular circumstance today. For those that are listening in, today. Lord, we pray that they would also hear the voice of God and know that God is for them, not against them, and that he has a plan and a purpose for their lives. We thank you, God, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, let's turn to God's word in Acts chapter 16, and we're going to read verse 6, and it says this, Paul and his companions travelled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to do so. So they passed by Messia and went down to Troas. And during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. In chapter 16 of Acts, it records Paul's second missionary journey and himself and Silas had come to Lystra and they had met this young man, Timothy, that they wanted to take with them on their journey and they did so. And as they moved in that region from town to town, as they brought the ruling and the direction from the elders and the apostles from Jerusalem, they saw that the church increased and grew in numbers on a daily basis, which is an amazing thing. But when we get to chapter verses 6 to 10, we start to read here that doors were closed to them. The Holy Spirit kept them from preaching the word in the province of Asia, as we read in verse 6. And then we read in verse 7 that the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to go in to Bithynia. Why would this be? as this province of Asia was a place where there was a great population of Jewish people. It was also a place where there was an awareness of spirituality, even though okay, it was filled with lots of altars to idols, Yet that still tells us that these people were aware of a higher being. It seems to be places where it was ripe to spread this amazing gospel of freedom and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to men and women all over Asia Minor. But yet we're told that that door was closed to this group of men. You know, during lockdown, I bumped into 
a young fellow who was just a burn when I went to pastor his church here in Drumore. But he was a young man who even at a very early age, you could see that there was such an awareness of the Spirit of God in his life. Standing talking to him in the shop that he was working in and at this stage he's now towering over me, which isn't unusual when you're only five foot five and a half but he's standing and he was sharing his heart with me and he was sharing his disappointment because he was supposed to be away on a mission trip to Spain and he was so disappointed that he wasn't going to serve the Lord and share the gospel and and see his own personal life develop in his walk with the Lord Jesus Christ but COVID-19 had put a stop to that missionary journey and the door had been closed. This season really does seem like there is an awful lot that has been closed is and our physical being together, maybe emotionally, um, things have been closed is even from just what we would like to do, we dream to do. And every aspect of our lives, doors seem to be closed and things have been curtailed. But I want us to see just later on, even in this passage, that there is a change. Even though the door has been closed to one specific thing, we do see the door, a door opening later on. And I know we are living in a season just now where it seemed to be even that things were changed and things were opening up and now we're curtailed again and some stuff over the last few days, it looks like different areas we've been curtailed again, even within our movement. But you know, doors will open again. Doors will open for God's honour and glory because church, God's ways are higher than our ways. And his timing is always perfect. And as we do read here, we see that the Apostle Paul has this amazing vision of this man pleading with him to come to Macedonia to share God's word and to help them. They were not permitted to go to Asia Minor, but we thank God that they were able to take this amazing, life-giving, life-changing message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to Macedonia. We do know from scripture that the gospel did go to Asia Minor and we thank God that lives were changed in these amazing cities such as Ephesus and Smyrna. The lives were changed for God's honour and for God's glory. But even though that door was closed at that moment to them, we see that they get to go to Macedonia and the gospel starts to take root in Europe. One door closes and yet the Spirit of God opens another door. And you know, church, this is what I want us to get. Sometimes while one door closes, there is a time of waiting until another door opens. And I do want us as a church to miss the waiting time. Because in the waiting time, God is always at work and God is doing something in us and through us. Many a time our worship team has sang over us and ministered to us that amazing song, Sovereign Over Us. And what's one of those lines that says, you are working in the waiting. 
And of course, it goes on to saying your plans are still to prosper and you have not forgotten us. And church, in this season of East Point, in this season of your life, I just want to remind you again that God is definitely doing something in the waiting. He hasn't forgotten you. He's sovereign over you and he's still going to prosper and he's still going to bless you. But don't miss the waiting. Don't miss what he's doing in the now and what he wants to do in your life. Catch that. He's trying to do something in your waiting. You know, often in September and the first Sunday of the this sort of new season, I would often bring a word to try and remind us of who we are as East Point and our values. And this morning, just with this thought of what God is doing in the waiting, I want to remind us of our values again and how important they are to us even in this waiting period. Let's not waste the night. We value at East Point the presence of God. Just like Moses of old who didn't want to move ahead of God unless the Lord went with them as a church. I know that we so look to the leading of God and to the presence of God for him to be in the midst of all that we say and all that we do. And there's something very special when we come together as a church family to worship God. Because there is this pursuing of the presence of God. Yes, we know that he's with us all the time. His spirit is all over the world. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. But we find that when we come together with one heart and one mind and we worship the Lord, often the Lord is very tangibly present in our worship. And we love that experience of meeting with God within our worship, that it's not an empty time of praise, but it's a time where we really seek the presence of our God. And yet at the moment, it would seem that that collective time of worship for us may be still closed. That door is still closed for us at this present time. But I just want to say this, but in the waiting, is the Lord teaching us something about being patient? In the waiting, is the Lord teaching us the importance of seeking him in the private place before we seek him in that public place? Because the truth is, if we don't know how to meet God in that sacred place, in the private place of our heart, in our own bedroom, when we meet him there to seek his face and to worship and love him, our public experience will not be as good as when we when we haven't learned to yield to his presence in our private place. Maybe the Lord is teaching us at this time resilience. Maybe the Lord's trying to teach us to appreciate one another. I certainly know that when we get back to that place where we can meet together, oh, we will so appreciate being one with the other. Church, I just want you to realise that in this season where we're waiting to get back to some sort of normality, that God can still use this time for good. I want you to listen now to this or to watch this clip of an American pastor who had an experience in China among God's people. Let's just watch it now. You see, here's the church in China, and we know with all the restrictions that were put in their lives and over their lives, how the church in China still has grown. 
even though many of them cannot meet in a public place. As you've heard from um, Pastor Wayne, see the difficulties and the harshness of when they meet and how that they can actually be arrested and punished for meeting. And yet the church has grown. Why? Because they have still decided to press in and not to see these difficulties as something to stop them from developing God, but in fact to use these challenges to press deeper into God. And if the church in China can do it, I know us as East Point can do it as well. And until the doors of our physical environment are open to us again, I really want you in this next week season to take every opportunity to use a Zoom call to meet together on a Wednesday night to keep using your Sunday mornings or if you watch it later on, to keep linked in to church by watching these broadcasts, to take an opportunity to make a phone call, to reach out to someone and to make sure that they know that you're thinking of them and praying for them. Use every platform you possibly can as East Pointers that we can fellowship one with the other and experience the presence of God. Remember what we said earlier on, the Spirit of God is all over the world. And even though we're not in the one room with each other, even if we're on a Zoom call on a Wednesday night, coming around God's Word and praying, His Spirit can meet us there as we do that with this great technology. We also value people at East Point. And I just want to say a big thank you this morning for everyone that has taken part in these videos over the last months. We thank you for your participation. We thank you for everyone who has stood behind the camera and it's not been your thing, but it has been such a lovely thing for all of us to be able to still see one another over this period of time. I don't know what we would have done without Chris. You've done a sterling job in putting this all together and our worship team. Um, it hasn't been easy for those guys, but yet they have come together to be able to allow us to experience some style of worship in this period of time. So we appreciate all that has been done. A big shout out to Mark and Joanna as Joanna as they have really blessed our children's work in this season. It has been amazing what you guys have done. We really appreciate all the fun and the teaching that our children have and I'm sure Joanna you are so proud of your team that have participated every week as well as our amazing kids. We need to value each other. We need to tell each other we appreciate one another and we need to say thank you to each other. Can I just say as well, if you at this present time have signed up to Church Suite, can you go into that and make sure that you have at least one telephone number shown in that that people can see so that we can think about one another and contact each other. It's the best way for us to have each other's numbers and get in touch and I want to challenge you just now. It's so easy to maybe ring someone that we know well and and to let them know we're praying and thinking about them but I want to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone just now. I want you to put a value on somebody that maybe you would not normally in church maybe be around a lot or speak to but I want to encourage you to lift the phone to someone different and maybe that would be the very thing that would allow them to feel valued if someone would just lift the phone and speak to them just now and encourage them in what they're doing for the Lord. 
for those that maybe have not yet come. We put a value at East Point in people that have not come to a true and living relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm sure and I know that those who are especially on our outreach team are probably feeling frustrated that they maybe can't do the work that they have been doing previously. But we all know that we're called to share the gospel. And maybe that mission field is much closer to us than we think. And maybe we need to learn to reach out in a different way. We may not be able to go to another home and share the gospel. But we can use technology and I still want to encourage you today, that loved one that you can't get into church, why not send them over one of the services to encourage them to hear God's word or maybe the ministry of song may melt their heart in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe that's the way that you can reach out to people in your world today. Remember we're scattered saints and maybe in your workplace you're not in the office anymore but maybe you'll have the opportunity to be able to share faith that way. You know, check in on your physical neighbours. Ask them how they're doing. Make sure they know that you care about them. This is a great season of outreach where we can wrap the door of our neighbour, keep socially distanced, but maybe ask them, can you run an errand for them? Can you get some shopping for them? Could you help them in that way? All showing God's love. Remember a few weeks ago I shared the story of a battlefield experience in America where a man was lying injured and the chaplain came along and he said to him, can I read God's word to you? And the man that was lying badly injured said, I would rather have something to drink. So this chaplain gave him his water to drink. Then the man said to him, would you have something to put under my head? And the chaplain took off his overcoat and he rolled it up and he put it under this man's head. And then the gentleman said to him, would you have anything to keep me warm? And this chaplain took off his coat and he put it round the man to keep him warm. And after he had done that, the man said this to him, whatever is in that book, to make you do what you have done for me. I appreciate it. And I would love to hear what that book now has to say. Friends, when we reach out to people in practical ways, as the Bible tells us, God's word tells us to love our neighbours and not many a time as in a practical way, friends, we get an opportunity to speak the word of God into their lives. Church, we have to still value people. We may be have some closed doors just now to maybe do some of the things that we would really love to be doing. But at home, in our homes, close to our areas where we can be, let's look to see where God does open doors to try and reach men and women that he placed a value on by dying on the cross. We place a value on by sharing this life-giving message to them in a practical way and then being able to share our story with them too. I want to encourage you to still have a value on your church people and those that are yet to come. And then thirdly, church, we value the purpose of God. Now, after saying all that I've said, you know, sometimes we so equate probably the purposes of God 
with us being together as a body and doing things together and working out of that community of God's people into our local community to serve them and to minister to them at their need. However, the purposes of God are much deeper and much wider for us as an individual. The purposes of God God has a plan for us. He has a journey for us. And in that journey, he wants to do great and mighty things within us. But please, please, please don't remember, don't for, don't miss the now. Don't miss what God is doing just now in this waiting season when there seems to be so much curtailed and closed to us. Remember, God still wants to do a work within you. You know, the doors that God will never close is this door. Now, sometimes he will close the doors we've seen to an avenue of service. He will close a door to a place where he will maybe want to bring the gospel. He will close a door even sometimes to some partnership in the kingdom. But the one door that the Lord will never close to you is in your personal life and his discipleship program over your life. Remember the scripture we often talk about, Romans 8, 20 and 29, and we know that in all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. For God for new, he also pretests time to be confirmed, conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might be the firstborn among the brothers and the sisters. God has a plan in your life just now to make you into the image of his son. That door has not been closed. Okay, it might seem that some of the challenge, the, 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 the areas or the ways in which the Lord would have used to try and develop you in your faith, those may seem at the present time that those doors may have been closed is, but friends, God is much nearer than you think. And the Lord wants to continue working in your spiritual life to develop you to become more like Jesus. That door has not been closed to us. And in this next season, I want us not to be out of step with the Holy Spirit as the book of Galatians tells us. I want us to be in step with the Holy Spirit and to keep in this season us pressing in to work on our character to be more like the Lord Jesus. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives, how, what it is, how we develop that, that we can reflect the beauty of our Lord to our world. You know, I think that this is still a season where there are closed doors to everybody, that there's still that open door for people to know where hope comes from. And that hope comes from our Lord. And he wants us to be a light to this world. He wants us to be salt to this world. And church, we're gonna do that. We're going to learn a wee bit more about becoming more like Jesus in the weeks to come. Church, in this season where more doors may be closed to us, let's not miss what God is doing in the waiting until he opens another door to us. <laughs>